in this B-side episode, former presidential candidate Norberto B. Gonzalez talks to Business World reporter Patricia B. Mirasol about charter change, federalism, international conflicts, and social democracy. Mr. Gonzalez, who is chair and founder of the Partido Democrático Socialista ng Pilipinas, also served as the defense secretary and national security advisor under former President Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. According to Mr. Gonzalez, Philippine regions should be granted their autonomy and be given the choice to become a state through charter change. Good morning, Mr. Gonzalez. I'm Patricia Mirasol, a multimedia reporter for Business World. We are here to talk about the federal parliamentary form of government and why you think it's necessary for the Philippines. Perhaps we can start first with the basics. What is a federal parliamentary form of government? Federalism is about territory. The normal practice of federalism is that you have countries wanting to become one country. So in the case of the Philippines, people are advocating federalism are thinking of splitting the nation into states and converting our regions into states. I think we should begin by uh, making sure that when we split into autonomous regions or states that we can economically, every region can economically survive. So my, my recommendation actually in this matter is that before we think federalism, because it's almost the same, let's think of making all our regions autonomous first, uh, making all regions as autonomous regions because we have allowed the Muslims to enjoy this privilege. No? And uh, we are also thinking of the Hotelier region to be autonomous. Why not all regions to be declared as autonomous regions? And then later on, maybe we can say that every autonomous region can decide if they want to become a state. So if we are really going towards uh, this concept, it's important to start discussing this now. For example, uh, we are going to give more uh, money to local officials. This can be done thinking that maybe regions should start planning planning, uh, together their economies already. It's going to affect our infrastructure, for example. You know, all our infrastructure is directed to be connected towards Manila. But if we will think of autonomous regions, every region must have a center, must have their own city. And then when you think of infra, you will connect the centers. Instead of being connected to just one city, you will be connecting a major city of every particular region. So it's important that these things are discussed because it will affect our infrastructure. Now the parliamentary system is another uh, in the case of the parliamentary system, we elect uh, members of parliament, probably similar to our districts. And uh, the elected members of parliament are the ones. And then every member of the, we call them secretaries in a parliamentary system, we call them ministers. Every minister cannot be elected unless they are a member of parliament. So I am biased for the parliamentary system because every major issue is discussed in the parliament. Hindi katulad dito sa atin na only hiwalayin. Uh, sa, sa parliamentary system, there are only two major components of government. Yung combination of executive and legislative and the judicial system. Ang maganda kasi sa parliamentary system, yung giving opportunity for real discussion of issues and programs. Multi-party system normally in a parliamentary system. Uh, even groupings, sectors of our people uh, that cannot produce national constituencies can be represented in the parliament. Important yung mga ideas with the sector to be discussed when making uh, important decisions that will govern them in the future. 
you know what, some of individuals who also have misgivings about a federal parliamentary form of government say, you know, what's the point of changing our form of government if we still retain the same leaders? Ang dapat tingnan natin yung ating electoral system. The problem about dynasties are electoral system. Yung, uh, yung the problem of dynasty, the problem of our elections, you know, for example, in our laws, in our electoral system, and for example, cheating. Is cheating right or wrong? Wrong to us. But in our law, if a particular cheating is not sufficient to reverse the result of the election, it's no longer wrong. Mali yun, diba? Dapat cheating, cheating. To me, the parliamentary system is a good system. Will there be abuse? Yes, there will be abuse. But it depends already on how we will mature as a people someday. But we will begin to say now. Hindi na dapat binabuso ito ni natin. Whether we are in a presidential system or in a parliamentary system, talagang yung ating political system is rotten to the core. Ngayon, baka naman pag nagbago tayo ng system, uh, for example, in a parliamentary system, you really have to show that you're medyo matalino. Tapos, ibabi sa loob ng parliament. Tatandaan ko si Teddy Boylaxin, yung ating former foreign secretary, sabi niya, gusto kayang parliamentary with one precondition. Yeah. Dapat yung mga parliamentaryan, walang dalang notes. Eh tayo, di ba, mga privileged speeches natin, sa totohanan, sino gumagawa ng privileged speeches? Ha, di ba? Ganun yun eh. Pati ng parliament, you can't do that. Lalabas talaga kung bright ka. Uh, may I share something that a public relations operator said during the May 2022 elections? He said that to win in the Philippines, in an elections, you need the four M's. They stand for man, message, machinery, and money. Will a federal parliamentary form of government eliminate the need for the third and fourth M's, meaning machinery and money? At the moment, our political practice is such that running for election is a private enterprise. For example, a person runs. Namimili siya ng partido. You know, in other countries, you know, to change parties like tying. Because, it's, uh, you know, a party is an ideological uh, commitment that you truly believe in. Hindi to sa atin, baliwala yung yung partido. I mean, I'm sorry to say, for example, our own president, he ran under the federal party, but he never mentioned the word federal in his time. You know, what does the federal party represent? Never discuss. What was discussed is bombong the candidate. Political parties are important because they represent particular worldview, particular views of society, your uh, concept of man, society, your commitment to certain philosophies that governs our lives, our moral bearing as a nation. That is a party, a real one. But we do not allow. Kaya sa atin, I think, what is needed is our two. We need a law on political parties. Define the character and mission of a particular party in the Philippines. Number two, elections should be financed by government. It will be a lot cheaper and very important if the money comes from government. It means that political parties become public entities, meaning subject to public scrutiny and public examination of whether you are using your money. Who will question politicians using their money? Is their money or given by friends or given by supporters. This is what is important to be done preparatory to shifting to parliamentary session. We need a long political parties. We need to make sure that elections are financed by the people so that the loyalty of the politician is the people. Why do we have dynasties? Kasi naging very profitable ang politics sa Pilipinas. It became a negosyo. If we want to go parliamentary, as early as now because we can already do it, it's already examining our electoral system. What is the idea of social democracy? Social democracy, number one, concept of society. 
in the case of social democrats, we believe that as far as government is concerned, kailangan pantay-pantay ang benefits. For example, our educational system. You'll see a big divide. Hindi mo na notice, merong education for the rich and poor, education for the poor. Why should there be? If you're a social democrat, you will say that there should be one standard for all schools, whether it's for the poor or for the rich. Kaya social democrats, social teachings ang importante sa mga social democrats. School, uh, for example, education to me is palagang kitang-kita sa Pilipinas. If you want to see the divide between rich and poor, study our educational system. Then, we need to remove that divide, education, medical. Ilan ang namamatay sa Diyos? Poor eh, hindi nakakapasok sa mag-inipasit. Ayan, mga dalawang example pa. Opportunities for jobs. Sa social democracy, welfare ng all dapat patay. Especially if it comes from that. Kasi pag nasa gabihan o ka, dapat ang pagtingin mo sa lahat ng nasa liko ng pati, pantay-pantay. It doesn't mean there's no rich or poor. No, there will be rich and poor. But as far as services coming from government, it must be available to all people. Yun ang social democracy. Pero lately, nagkaroon ng discussion sa social international, the association of social democracy. But maybe, hindi natin kayang i-defeat ang capitalism. Kasi it's being practiced all over the world. Subukan lang natin na, Capitalism is practice with a social conscience. Yung benefits ng production, dapat benefits all. Kaya tingnan mo na nangyari, oh, COVID. Lahat ng mayaman, tumaas ang yaman lang by 30%. COVID yan, ha? Ay tayo. What happened to us? Kaya yun lang ang titignan ng mabuti natin. For example, sa social democracy, ang importante dyan yung who is participating or part of the engine of economic growth. Dito sa, sa atin, ang sinasabi natin na ang importanteng bahagi ng economic growth are the rich. Sila yung may kapital. Tayo mga mahirap, wala tayong kontrobusyon. Kaya hanggang dyan na lang kayo. Huwag na kayong magreklamo sa mga services that you're getting from the park. Kasi hindi naman kayo part ng economic growth. So yun ang tinitingaw. That's why in my campaign, I said that dapat bigyan ng kapital na hindi masyadong difficult to obtain yung lahat ng mga entrepreneurs na mga mahihirap. So that they become part of the engine of economic para ang lupo na sinasabi, uy, ang nagpapayaman ng bansa, hindi lang mayaman. Pati lahat ng citizens na may entrepreneurial uh, attitude, pwede. So therefore, they should also be part of the benefits of society. Yan ang nagiging problema. Hindi natin pinapasin yung mahirap kasi bayad na naman yung mga yun, sinuweldohan na natin eh. Diba? Yan ang, yan ang thinking sa capitalism. This is what we are trying to tweak. Hindi totoo yan. Kahit na sinuweldohan nyo yung manggagaw, ba yung kanilang effort? Mahagi ng pagpapag-ilaki ng ekonomiya. These are some of the things that are behind the thinking of social democracy. Uh, circling back a bit to autonomy and public funds, a lot of people refer to the capital as Imperial Manila because all the power is concentrated here. It's so centralized. Therefore, some people say that there's no need anymore to shift to a federal parliamentary form of government or, you know, have to spend for charter change because of the Mandanas Garcia ruling, which mandates that more public funds should be forced through to the LGUs. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you see, the Mandanas ruling, there is a pros, pro and con in there because you see, uh, you are only just sharing of the revenue of government. You say so many percent goes to the value. But can you imagine if so many percent goes to a region? The thing is that people, if you if you are just thinking of the Bandana ruling, then you are thinking of development that is really province to province, town to town. Yan lang naman ang gagawin. Kasi during the time, for example, of President Trump, 
Philippines, he, he decided to launch what we call the Regional Development Council. The idea of the Regional Development Council is to see whether government, local officials, and um, elements of the national government in particular regions can get together and really plan a development of an entire region. That's why I am insisting, sana, that preparatory to federalism, before you become a state, let's be an autonomous region first. So, yung uh, development plan, alam mo kasi, magkakaroon ng repetitions ng gastos yun. But if you're planning as a region, kunyari, your roads, your highways, your, your hospitals, lahat ng public services, kumisan, ang liit-liit ang probinsya, tatlo ang hospital. Meron naman probinsya, walang hospital. You have to define the regional requirement of development. Pati nga infrastructure na So I thought that we go regional autonomy first, from regional development council to regional autonomy. Then later on, if our economy is in a particular region is sufficient, we can ask the people whether they want to go, they want to become a state or remain as an autonomous region. Pwede natin gawin I remember one other federal parliamentary advocate. He's the former Senator Aquilino Pimentel Jr. Yes. His vision of such a form of government would be to, to create 11 to 13 states and also to match the lower income regions with the higher income ones, taking into account culture and language and geography. Do you have also a similar vision? Well, when you say regional autonomy, it's like that. In my mind, maybe 15. As you see, the indigenous people of Mindanao, for example, have no region, have no state in the future. They should be given a territory no matter how small. So maybe 50. Kasi yung artillero sa north, meron eh. Sa Mindanao, wala. Eh, how do you know that majority of our IPs are in Mindanao? And they have no territory. Let's give them one. That's siguro 15 autonomous regions. Para magkaroon tayo ng autonomous region for the indigenous people of Mindanao. Para katapat ito for the year. I don't know if the Visayans will also do Hanoi for one. We don't know. Let's, let's discuss these matters. But to me, before we plunge into something new uh, like federalism, let's go regional autonomy first. With in mind that we might become a federal state. Kasi ako mas malalim yung aking concept ng federalism. It's more in keeping with the ideas of our former heroes like the Serizal. You know, during their time, when they were already complaining, you know, they were taking autonomy for the Philippines part of Spain. But they are thinking of uniting the Malay race, meaning that when they think of federalism, in the realities of today, we will actually be thinking of making ASEAN federal, meaning, lalaki tayo. In, especially in the reality of conflict in the world, the bigger you are, the better. Diba? Or you have India, you have China. Can you imagine the federal state of Southeast Asia? All the countries together. Now, what will be the system inside this ASEAN federalism? Regions or states? Right? Or ilang states magkakaroon ng Pilipinas? Ayaw, we will offer 15 or 16 regions. Malaysia, I think, have 10 or 11 states. Magsasama-sama yan. So, well, yun ang tinitingnan ko in the future. Will it happen? I don't know. But as far as I know, yung lahat ng mga agreements preparing towards federalism in the South in the ASEAN region are almost there. Isa na lang ang missing sa agreements natin ay yung defense. If we will, kunyari ngayon sa Europe, meron NATO, di ba? Di ba? There is a, such a thing as Seattle, di ba? Southeast Asian Treaty Organization. Before, pero nawala yan. We can always revive. No, for example, no, it's very important. Kasi pinagkakaguluhan tayo ng mga superpowers. Kailangan the small guys should get together. So to me, kung hindi pa pwede yung federalism of Southeast Asia, magkaroon muna tayo ng defense among the ASEAN states. 
So you think that the top challenge before we could evolve into an ASEAN federal state is you to have a defense pact first? We can have bilateral and multilateral agreements among the states. Pwede tayo makipag-usap sa Indonesia. We will have a defense agreement sa Indonesia, sa Malaysia. Isa isa lang yun I will see how it will evolve. For example, in the case of Europe, there are countries there before that didn't want to join the NATO. But because of the Ukrainian war, imagine Sweden and Finland wanted to join NATO when they want to be neutral before. Kaya, we are entering a new world. A world na hindi ka na pwedeng neutral. Di ba? Hindi na ka pwedeng neutral, neutral din. You have to be part of a bigger whole. Talking about neutrality, what should be our position should war erupt among those three nations? Wala naman tayong masyadong choice because, for example, you choose between China and U.S. Wala tayong defense agreement with China. But we have a defense agreement with the United States. Ang masasabi ko lang yung caution dito is that huwag natin itatapon yung nagawa na natin. We have achieved something tremendous, you know? We are allied with a particular superpower with al- allies in our part of the world. When you go U.S., you go Japan, Australia, New Zealand, our neighbors are there. Tingnan mo ngayon ang behavior ng dalawa, China and U.S. In the case of U.S., U.S. is telling us, pag-inyera kayo, tutulungan natin. And it is guaranteed by an agreement. Number two, joint patrol. In the case of China, anong ino-offer? Oh, we are good friends. But we are stealing your territory. I hope you don't know. <laughs> you know, reality lang ang hindi natin. I don't think that yung gera ng Taiwan, well, it will affect us because we have so many Filipinos in Taiwan. That's number one. Number two, trade. Pag nag-gera yun, yan, mababago yung flow ng goods and services in the region. Ay, tatamaan talaga tayo. But in terms of purely military effort, huwag natin itapon yung what we already have. Now, we can always tell China, that we have an issue. You claim a territory that we are claiming to be ours also. Pag-usapan natin. Huwag naman na sabihin na huwag kami tumumpo sa Amerikano. Ikakampi naman natin talaga yung Amerikano. Ano? We will give up our defense agreement with the United States. Hey, look at what's happening in the world. Everybody's willing to us. And in terms of armaments, supplies, the practical considerations of defense in the future. But let's be careful. There's no such thing as neutrality in the world. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard former presidential candidate Norberto B. Gonzalez speaking with Business World reporter Patricia B. Mirasol about the advantages of federalism and the parliamentary system of government. Under this system of self-determination and self-rule, regions will have a better chance of economic survival, he said. Mr. Gonzalez also floated the idea of making the ASEAN or the Association of Southeast Asian Nations a federal state in order to withstand international conflict involving the twin superpowers of the United States and China. As he put it, the small guys should get together because neutrality is no longer an option. This B-Side episode was recorded in the Business World studio in New Manila, Quezon City in August 2022. It was produced by Gino D. Nicolas and me, Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.